right, great to be with you on this Wednesday morning. Go to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 uh, WIP. All right, so a lot more on Howie and Nick up ahead. Let's also get to the Joel Embiid report from yesterday because there was some good news coming out on the Joel front as it pretty much always comes out now on the national level. In this case with Adrian Wojnarowski um, giving you some perspective on ESPN. And this was a good update. Doesn't tell you everything, but it's a good update. Let's listen to what Woj said yesterday about Embiid on ESPN. They still are optimistic that they can get him back. I think there's some hope, you know, that they can get him back on the court uh, by sometime in late March, uh, back starting to uh, get into condition. And listen, the goal here isn't necessarily to try to bring him back and see how many regular season games you might be able to win with him. The goal is to get him as healthy as he can be for the postseason, hope they can hang in where they are, and then have as spry and mobile and conditioned of a Joel Embiid as they can for what would be either a play-in game, uh, maybe as a seventh seed, or at five or six, you know, a nightmare first-round matchup for a team um, that gets home court advantage in the East, and all of a sudden here comes a healthy, a healthy Joel Embiid. I know an irritating aspect of that uh, report. I mean, it's good. It's good to hear that it's trending in the right direction, but an irritating aspect. He doesn't specify on the court to get him, quote, back into condition. Is he, is he saying in a game on the court, or is he saying on the court in practice? He doesn't specify it. It's a pretty important specification. It's huge. <laughs> because if it's to practice, is that a two-week lead-up, a three-week lead-up, a one-week lead-up? I don't know. So I know a lot of people heard that and the thought, oh, Joel's going to play. lead-up is nice. No, I know, don't but a lot of people – yes, but yes, it does. It's about yeah. three weeks before the playoffs if you want to say you know, March 20, 20th or March 25th. That's, that's a huge plus. No, I agree, but I think a lot of people heard it and thought, oh, Joel's got a good chance to play in a game in one month. And I'm not sure that's what Woj said. I'm not sure that's not what Woj said. I don't know what he said. I heard it the same way as you. I didn't know. I heard it, and I right? was like, exactly what do you mean there? I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. Anyway, he did continue on. More of Woj talking about the Joel situation. Probably about a week away from him getting, uh, from getting an update on a timeline with right. him. But I think there's still optimism in Philly. Uh, that that we will see Joel Embiid again this season. All right, so that's a good thing. That's a good. And by the way, what Woj said in the first cut, where he said the ultimate goal, you know, some paraphrasing here, is to get him ready for excellence in the postseason, not you know condition wise. That should be the goal. Like it's not going to make a difference whether the Sixers, like honest to God, even six seed, seven seed, eight seed. I don't even. I don't even give a damn. I really don't. I really don't. What I care about is that you get the best of Embiid. Whether you're six seed, seven seed, or eight seed, you get the best of him. So you actually have a shot in the playoffs to do something because he's best conditioned to be what should be the best player in a series. I mean, that's well, that's the goal. Having a runway prior to the postseason is going to allow them to get the best of Joel out of the, his play. So that, this well, is shaping but, up but, in John, the proper that, but direction. But that depends. Does he there, play there for were a lot one of people, week? Joe, you were questioning whether he'd be able, able to come back this year. We're getting news that they are very confident that he's going to come back, not only come back, but come back in time to where he can round into form prior to the postseason. But here's what you're missing, John. Very positive. If get on the court in practice is March 28th, get in a game might be April 9th. The playoffs start right after that. Okay, and and I'm telling you right now, his knee is probably the same as it will be when he takes the court to play. No way. I'm telling you. Well, then why isn't he playing today? Because they're awfully cautious. No, that's not the reason, because he's rehabbing from a major injury. 
it's not a major injury. I don't injury. think it's a major well, injury. Uh, well, let me put it this way. It's, I it just is don't nowhere think it is. It's not a major injury. Ruben, do you think not... he could play in a game today? Yes. I think that he could. Oh, for the love of God. I think that he could. You think physically, he could play in a game today? I think that he physically could play times. on his knee? Yes. 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 And why do you think they're not playing him today? Because they're being really cautious. Because they so know that without him, matters. they're done. And that's obvious. But oh, without I him, see they're it done. Different. I see it very, no, very I different. Think, I think that, honestly, I do believe that it is that it was one of those surgeries that needed to be cleaned up. He cleaned it up. And now he would be, and and I think he's probably gone through, you know, at least some of the rehab. I think they want to go full well, rehab and get him 100% before they put him on the court. All right, let me, let me pose the question a different way. Could a guy technically play in a game? Sure. They are they're taking it the way they are because they're trying to protect his future, though, right? That's I, not a bad thing. I think they're trying to protect this year's future and, you but know, But the long-term. future future. That's yeah. what I, yeah. All right, all right. Well, listen, all right. John, John's got someone on his side. When they listen. have that surgery, they tell you, hey, when the, when the swelling's out, you're good to go. Like, really, all we're battling right now is getting the swelling out. That's the only problem you're facing. Okay. And, when that's, and, and for me, it was a week later I was able to play. For everyone, that's going to be different. But once the swelling's out, you're good to go. And once it, there, there is a uh, doctor that once told me the second that they go in, you lose like 10% of your strength. Just in that area, and I think so. It's a, a to me, it's one the swelling and two the strength. And once he gets the strength back, and it does, shouldn't take very long. Um, and I know he's a bigger man, and that's he's a lot of body to move around. Yeah. But I think that once that's ready to go, he's ready to go. All right, audio yep. of Howie and Nick, what they said, your reaction to the MB thing. Let's go to the phones. Jeffy is calling from Quakertown. Hello, Jeffy. Hey guys, how you doing? Jeffy. Can I ask you? You're great. I, 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 yeah, you game, buddy. Here we go, Jeffy. You ready? It's my, what, what do you call me, Jeffy? That's what the screen says, Jeffy. What's your, you tell me what your name is. Oh, no, I thought you said it was an F as in Frank. No, Jeffy. I said Jeffy. Well, here's the question, Jeffy. Is, Why it, is it Jesse? It's Jesse Adams. Yep. Oh, well, that's, uh, uh, that's it was in the system. You think I heard Jeffy? It came up. He had well, called someone before. Here heard someone him. did. It comes up oh. if it's already in there. Has to be Fritz. Has like probably it. was Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like the name Jeffy? Jesse? I'm like, every time I call, he calls me Jesse. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back on track. Hello, Jesse. Right. We don't have to rip your name anymore. All right. Go ahead. How are we in neck? What do you got? Anyway, what are we even arguing about if we get the same effort that we got out of Joel last <laughs> this uh, postseason that we got out of him last postseason? So what does it really matter, right? Well, well it does matter. I feel yeah. about things as far as Embiid and that Sixers go. And Sirianni, I was out on him when he started yelling at the fans. I mean, <laughs> if I was this player, that would have been it for me. That's it. The fans being other teams, just to be clear, other teams fans, you're saying? When when he just starts jumping around and acting like a maniac, like act like you've been there before. Well, I don't dude. like it either. I agree with you. I Jesse, I expect that he will be different in 2024, and I will be disappointed if he's not, and I'll be disappointed in Laurie and Howie if they didn't talk to him and say, hey, dude, knock it off. Yeah. yeah knock it too. off. Um, my, uh, my movie. Can I give it up to you? Yes. Give me a so For those just tuning in, we're looking for the best introduction of a character in a movie ever. Very beginning of this person walking into a scene and making a, making a moment. Jesse, okay. who do you have here? This one's going to be borderline, but it's going to be one that just, it, it shaped my whole childhood and it's Jaws. Wow. That's, That's a shark. That's a great shark. answer. 
feel wow. like jaw. That's really clever. Yeah, yeah the Sharks. fin. The fin. Okay. Is that what you call it? The fin or the tail? What is that thing called? It's a fin. The it's fin. a fin. Fin. Okay. Who called that a tail? Well, I don't know. Tail. I can remember what part. I can remember what part it is. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's in the middle of the shark's body. Well, how do you know the rest is? <laughs> how do you know the rest is under the water? How do you know? What do you What do you think you call that? How do you How do you hold know? on? Hold is that on. A tail what or What is the name of that thing? Well, we just, we just determined told it's him. the fin. All right. Yeah. Well, is yeah, there yeah, more we, to we just did. Yeah, we just did. We just We just did this. What? There's more than the fin. Yeah, well, I, it, I oh, guess no it's not worth it. It's the dorsal fin. No but you that. actually thought that might be the tail? I got confused. Oh, wow. let, 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 a guy be, <laughs> let, let a guy be confused. And again, I will state, how do you really know if the rest of the body's under the water? How do you know? Let's go to Louie. What's up, Louie? Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, Louie. Hey, what's up, John? Joe, hey, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm back on. So I just want to start by saying you guys are making great concepts. Uh, y'all hitting on all cylinders today because uh, I just, I'm going to start by saying next year, Sirianni or Howie won't be with us. So y'all take it how y'all want. And I got a good, a couple good points to make. And like I said, I have to agree with John. When that's all I heard from the press conference yesterday was like, blah, 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 blah. Same old Sirianni and uh, same old uh, Howie. So as far as Sirianni, I just want to say that he, um, uh, if you don't know how to lead and make the adjustments needed to uh, turn your team around after spiraling like that, you don't deserve to be. Well, his phone just zapped out. Whoa! He told gone. us uh, he told us yesterday that his plan was to double down on the accountability. Um, part of the problem was not all the players were being held accountable to the same degree, and and now that that was reported and players had some issues with it. They could so change that, tough. though. To be fair, they He's could change that. He's going to have to. I agree with you. It's going to have to be there, – there's going to have to be a lot of clarity about, hey, guys, I messed up. You know, like, this is going to be fixed. It must be right, fixed in right. order for us to be sustainable and the great team, the great organization that we want to be. This is how things need to be run. Like, it, it really needs to come from an honest angle to start. Because man, it was it was way off base. Well, it, yeah. Look, obviously, some some combination of things were way off base. I mean, they were they were dead at the end of the year and made it, it seemingly made no sense. Because it's one thing to struggle if teams have figured out your offense and your defense struggles and your defense is horrible, but it's another thing to just be dead. I mean, it was like their soul was taken. I mean, really, that's what that's what it looked like. And you know, you guys know, I I wondered if players were frustrated with Hurts and. I kind of get the impression players were frustrated with Hurts, but I think they were frustrated with more than that. They were frustrated with Sirianni. They were frustrated with Brian Johnson. They were frustrated with Desai. They were frustrated with Patricia. I mean, it, it went all over the place. I yep. mean, all over. Ruben, let me ask you a question. So, the, the Hurts season. Yep. I think there's a good chance the Eagles this all season will try to push him in another direction. They might not publicly say it. They didn't say it yesterday, but I think they might be harder on him um, because – it's probably required the situation. D- did you ever have a scenario where you felt, man, this guy is a great player and has established, but he got a little, he started drifting and I've got to sit down and say to my man, dude, I need more from you. Yeah. Two very prominent players, one pitcher and one uh, everyday position player where, you know, after having really phenomenal seasons, they started to get pulled in different directions. And the, the focus what I couldn't understand was, if, like, if you were going to have success in the offseason preparing, doing X, Y, and Z, why would you not then, and then have a great year, why would you not then do it again? 
and why would you not follow that up? Now, um, I don't want to get into the specific names, but I did have conversations with them afterwards and said, hey, listen, the reason why you guys are now famous nationally is because you're great players. You're a great pitcher, and you're a great position player. And it's not because people love you and you're good-looking and you're, you know, affable and all that. It's about your ability to play and to be a champion. And so, you know, I had to have some delicate discussions, and I think that's what's good, what probably would, would will have happened or either has happened, will happen with Jalen Hurts. Because it's about evolving. It's about evolving, right? It's about whether a guy can become the next best player and, um, and, and, and improving. And I do believe in my heart of hearts, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. Huge. And I do believe in my heart of hearts that while it may not be his personality to be that vocal leader, that he will do things differently to be a better overall leader of the team. I agree and with a you better on that. Quarterback. I, you know what? That that's one of the things that struck me yesterday. Hearing Sirianni talk about that, Jalen wants to work to be better. I don't think that's lip service. I think it is a reminder to someone like me, who's been a a doubter of Hertz recently, after being a big believer in Hertz. Like, hey, Joe Cameron, remember this? This guy is the same guy twelve months ago that almost won the Super Bowl and almost outdueled Patrick Mahomes, and other than dropping the ball on the, on the, on the ground in one play, literally did play better than Patrick Mahomes. Like, that is a fact. The, the thing that, that – and, and so he can get back to doing it, but to your point, he's got to drill down if, this, he, if he drifted. Is this, yeah. the, is this the process of, like, you have to believe it in order for, like, you to actually get there? Because this is what Jimmy and I we have, have been, been saying, saying this to you for, for a while. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is it that now you finally well, see be, the light? Because, there's, it because a, there's a different – no, there's a different issue. Here, here, no, let me, that's a great question, John. Here's the issue as I perceive it with her. Two different issues. There's Hurts the connecting with the, the teammate thing that we're hearing is getting a little wonky. But then there's Hurts the player. So I was just talking about Hurts the player primarily there. The, the thing that has caused me to doubt Hurts the player is whether he has the second and third and fourth gear within his game to do things differently if he's met with resistance by defenses. Like he clearly was able to do something spectacularly well, which was when you're taking the league by storm with the read option offense, before defenses adjust to it, he could dominate with it. But once defenses adjust it, I wonder, now that he needs to do other things to be still exceptional, can he play quarterback from under center and drop back with grace to three-step, five-step, seven-step, plant and throw? Can he stay in the pocket? Can he, can he, can he sense where the pressure's come, coming from and step up when necessary yes. and not escape. He can do I, these things. I no, believe well, that he can do I don't know that. Regardless of if he can, go to your point about what you just said, though. He will work to do he those will. things. Yeah. Whatever it takes to try and do all those things, yeah. he'll put in the work. Like, totally you can go on that. His whole life, I agree. I'm positive he's way better at these things than you give him but, credit but John, at what, this point. What worries me he is— He will continue to improve at these things. Here's what worries me a lot. He dominated a certain way— playing that way the vast majority of times he played. If we had seen Jalen Hurts the last three seasons under, under center for the Eagles, 30% of the snaps, I'd say, I know he's got it in his bag. I've seen it 30% of the time. They never run a play from under center. I can understand Ever. why you Ever. Why we'd have some Other than a quarterback sneak. reservation about it. But th- see, th- this is where the difference between like, the champions and like good players come. This is a guy that I am convinced 
and I don't think it's lip service, that he will do everything in his power to whether, it, if he has a shortcoming somewhere, he will make it better. He's going to make it better, whether it's emotionally as a leader or it's physically as a, as a, as a leader on the field. I believe that this is a guy that will take it to the next level because he's had to battle through it his whole life, his whole career. But the he's, thing that confuses me is did he not recognize that something needed to be addressed and fixed and worked on this year? Well, like that's why they, they, they improvised in that Seattle game, which was a you know dreadful mistake. I think that's – No, I think you, that's a different issue. John, you're saying the things I'm talking about, did he not recognize it in November when defenses were – changing on him and he's like all right now now i should start having other stuff in my bag Mm -hmm. why did a playoff game get played seven eight weeks later and he still looked like the exact same quarterback because naturally because that's not his natural way of of i mean that's not his net those natural abilities this is something that he has to work on i mean let's let's talk about his arm stroke he changed his arm stroke as a thrower do you know how difficult that is to do to, in the middle of a no. career after years, and I, it is I, I virtually like impossible. impossible. Yeah. And so I've seen it. You know, now there's pitchers happen? are doing it. I, didn't like, he do it? Didn't he change his, like, his, literally his change his arm stroke? I don't it, remember that. Like two or three years ago in the offseason, like his ability well, to he get worked, the ball he out worked, quicker. He worked with the quarterback right? uh, guru guy. Right. Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, he's done things that, like, you really don't see all that often. I think this is a guy that do, does things very, very differently. Look, there's a lot to believe in with Hurts, but I think there's some stuff to doubt with Hurts. I mean, John, I'll go back to just the process and information. Look, I have no doubt his arm's good. I want a quarterback that sees the field better than I think he does. I don't think he's a disaster at it. Let me be clear. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying he's bad at it, but if you're paid like one of the five highest paid quarterbacks in football, I need you to be great at it. But that comes with experience. It like does. You with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, we're like, they, they, you coaching. can't blitz him because they've seen right. everything. He hasn't seen everything yet. And right. when, you, when you don't have a coach who's teaching you properly what you're looking at, what you need to be looking for, uh, that, that becomes problematic. I do think Kellen Moore is going to be – like. It, Kellen Moore has shown a plan on the field for what ailed us, which was the blitz, when extra players right. came after our quarterback. Yeah. I, I expect it's going to look a lot different this year, a lot different in every way, but it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of time and effort from this quarterback. We know he will put that in. He will adapt. This is going to take care of itself when Jalen learns the new offense and has, he's better equipped to understand what he's looking at and how to combat it. All right, well, listen, speaking of that new offense, let's actually uh, get to – we'll get to something on Hurts related in a moment, but let's start with the offense, something Sirianni said yesterday when asked about Kellen Moore, obviously hired, and Sirianni working together, the Kellen Moore-Sirianni thing. Notice, by the way, Sirianni hired Kellen Moore. He hired Kellen Moore. Here's Sirianni yesterday. What parts of Kellen Moore's scheme will complement those two parts? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, so – Obviously, Kellen. I hired Kellen because you know I felt like he was the the best guy uh, for the job, and 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 Kellen's been successful in in every place that he's been. I know it's relatively a, a young career, but he's been successful as a player. Um, he's been successful as a coach, um, you know, and and so, you know. I like the way he thinks about football and the way he he takes everything in and and is able to make decisions off of that. So it's been fun getting to know him. Um, you know, I always had I've always had respect from him from afar, um, and it's been fun getting to know him and work through these things together. Uh, you know, to to build our offense for for next season, and and so he's been highly successful and and we've been highly successful. And I think that you know 
I'm really looking forward to meshing the things, you know, meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well. Um, but and and I again, I think it's going to be a really a really good match. Uh, and Kellen's track record speaks for itself. Hey, look, let's hope it is. And and obviously, Kellen Moore does have some success in the past. Let, let's get to Hertz specifically. Sirianni was asked yesterday on how to make Hertz better. Let's listen to what Sirianni said. Jalen's obviously had high, high moments of success. You know, last year in 2022, a runner up for, you know, you know, obviously up there for the MVP award and, and through the first 11 games, the same thing here. And then we had a, and then we had a fall off as a team. And it was, it's not a Jalen. It's not just me. It's our team that we had a fall off as a team those last you know, last six weeks and we, that we all need to get better from. Um, but Jalen's played some really outstanding football. Here's what I know about Jalen. If like whatever he needs, whatever he deems, we see that he needs to work on or he needs, uh, he sees that he needs to work on. He's going to get better at that uh, because he puts everything he has into it. And that's, and that's a form of leadership too. Like Jalen sees something that he feels is a weakness of his, or we feel like is a weakness of his. He's going to dive everything that he has and pour everything that he has into it to get better from that. Like that's leadership. Like that's a form of that's a form of leadership. And so I'm again. I know that you know. Obviously, I'll keep some of the things that we that we've all talked about. You know what I need to get better at. What he needs to get better at. You know to ourselves. But I know this, that he'll put everything that he has into getting better as a football player, be, being better as, as a quarterback so we can win more games as a team. All right, your reaction to what you heard there from Sirianni and other stuff we've been playing from Howie, the press conferences yesterday. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Justin right now. Hi, Justin. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Doing well, Justin. Uh, I uh, when I asked about uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, did he retire? No. Like, is it a fish? Okay, because um, I'm seeing on NFL.com uh, that next to Jason Kelsey's name, it says retiring, like under the list of available free agents. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I so think the initial report by Schefter confused people. I mean, let's put it this way. He is certainly not officially retired in a way that he's publicly <laughs> announced it. I don't think he is privately retired. Um, okay. Matter of fact, we know he hasn't because he publicly spoke two days ago or over the weekend, whatever it was, that he's still deliberating. So he is deliberating. But I think some national outlets got confused by the initial report. There is a large, I don't want to say assumption, but a lean. I think most people nationally think he will retire, but time will tell. Well, and my thing about that is it's like if you're in a relationship and they ask you, you know, do you want to be with me? And, and it takes you this long to give an answer. Like, like that's kind of an answer. Nah, isn't it? like, it's okay. I don't, it's okay. you know, it's I don't okay. want this, you know, um, if your heart's not in it, then, you know, I don't want to be halfway in it. And, well, a relationship doesn't affect like your physical health, like plain people yeah. does. Yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, Justin, uh, here's the way I look at it. It'll be bad for the Eagles if Jason Kelsey doesn't give them an answer by the start of free agency. Last year he gave them the answer during the combine, I believe. I think, yeah, I around, think that, yeah, yeah. around the same time last Justin, year. Justin, I'd be shocked right. if he doesn't give him an answer in the next week and a half. Shocked. All right. And, and uh, with Hassan Reddick, I'm, I used to want to keep Hassan Reddick, you know, because he's one of our key players. But then I started thinking more, and I'm like, well, if we can get a linebacker that's, you know, equal or greater value, I guess that's a better – that would be a good deal, like a Devin White. Or uh, Levante David, you know? Well, it depends. Um, yeah, it depends what you get. Look, if they get three first-round draft picks for Hassan Reddick, trade him. But they're not going to. They're probably going to get a second-round pick and then try to fill the void based on his salary not being on the team by signing someone else. So, yeah, it's all it's all a game of musical yeah. chairs. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it'll work out. But I, at first, I was on the other side of it. Now I come to see there's notable free agents. Out well, there that know way. know this: it might not work yeah. out though if they turn Hassan Reddick's role over to Nolan Smith. If Nolan Smith is, you know, Marcus Smith, what then you got a problem. Ugh. And I'm not saying he's that bad, but come, no. come on, let's be real. Year one, Nolan Smith was not exactly inspiring. Were you surprised at how he pointed him out specifically that they should have played him more last year? He he re, Yeah, he referenced Nolan Smith at one point. Justin, give me an answer here for an intro to a character in a movie. All right, well, uh, I have to say when the, uh, the first arrives to the theme park um, and the owner comes out and says, welcome to Jurassic Park, and all the dinosaurs oh, and all the uh, so great. birds and everything with the music. That could win. So that, could the best stuff. way I've heard that described is that's wow. one of those moments where both the characters and the audience are doing the same thing. Both the characters yeah. in the movie and the audience are going, wow, yeah. at the same time. That's a potential winning so answer. The, the character is who? Brontosaurus, I guess, that they see at the beginning. No, but Pop you down. mean which character surprised John? Right. Yeah, I don't remember. Is it Jeff? Is well, it they Goldblum? all are. No, it's, it's, it's Gold, Sam it's Neil. Tom. It's Laura Dern and Sam Neil who are okay. in the the truck first. I don't know if Goldblum's there yet. He might be. Okay, but they're the first. You see their faces, and she grabs his shoulder, and she's like, "Look!" And he turns yeah. around. They both. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's a cool scene. All right, so what Rhea was just talking about there. Let's get to some of the Howie audio as it relates to a few of these different topics. Let's start with because Kelsey was referenced. How we talked yesterday about Kelsey and about Fletcher Cox. Now, Brandon Graham was not part of the question, but Kelsey and Cox were. Here's Howie on Kelsey and Cox's future. Obviously, uh, those guys, unbelievable players, unbelievable people, and uh, they deserve the right to decide what's best for them. And, um, you know, uh, we'll wait and give them whatever time and space they need to make the right decisions. And I think the important thing from our perspective is you'd never want to see them wearing different colors. And I, I think for us, no matter when that is, if they want the opportunity to come back, we, we'd want to have the opportunity to bring them back. So, look, obviously different players, different circumstances. You're not going to put Hassan Reddick in the legacy column of, of Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey. But I am struck by the difference in how the questions were answered. Like, let's, let, let's play the, the, Jason, uh, the, the, uh, the Reddick answer Howie Roseman gave because clearly it's a totally different type of answer Here's Howie Roseman yesterday on Hassan Reddick. Howie, can you give us an update on uh, Hassan Reddick? Where, do you, where are things with Hassan that was reported he was allowed to seek a trade? Do you expect him to be back next year? Well, I'd say this. Uh, Hassan, obviously, unbelievable player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, local kid, great success story. Camden, Temple, Philly. Um, love having Hassan. I think that you know anything that you're trying to do, um, you're trying to blend, obviously, what you're trying to do this year and, and how you're going to look in the future, and I think that's the hardest job. But um, certainly, you know, don't want to get into any specifics with any conversations with players, but have tremendous respect for the player and the person. What's the best-case scenario? Um, I think honest communication is the best-case scenario with all your players and understanding um, where you stand and not having, not being afraid to ha have open doors of communication and hearing where they feel and where we feel. That answer told me that Hassan Reddick is likely gone. Likely, not definitely. But, like, what's the best-case scenario? I mean, you want to hear him say, best-case scenario is we agree to a contract. He's an eagle. Let's be real. He's our best defensive player. We want him on the team. We never want to see Hassan in another uniform. Right. I mean, that's what he said about <laughs> right? Fletcher and, and, and Kelsey. And the other guy with Reddick, who's, by the way, a, a better player than, than Fletcher is right now. He is. I mean, Fletcher was really good last year. But you get a totally different type of answer. So, um, you know, I think Hassan's going to be gone. You guys know I've been saying that for a couple weeks. Now, obviously, there's a real likelihood of the Eagles playing younger players now. I mean, they could, they could really turn this thing over. 
they're going to I think they're going to get rid of Bradbury. I don't care what Howie said yesterday. To I didn't take that as anything yeah. more than, yeah, right, we'll figure out a way to move on. Let's listen that. to the Bradbury answer, actually. Let's listen to Bradbury um, because, um, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't put any stock in, in what Howie said about Bradbury. I'll explain why in a moment. Here's I think he's an outside guy. I think when you look at the, at the skill set there, I think that, you know, that was one of the positions that as we got into the summer, um, we kind of knew we needed some depth there. We gave some guys opportunities to do it. You know, I got to do a better job of bringing in more guys to be able to play that position. I think that's one area that kind of you felt like in August maybe we, we need to add. So we tried some guys. But when you look at JB and his history and his success as an outside corner, to ask him to do something, which is really a different position, is hard. And he remains part of your plans? Yeah, he's under contract, part of our plans. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Part of our plans, yeah, for two more weeks. Yeah, he's under contract for two more weeks, and then we're going to cut him. What's he going to say? No? <laughs> no. No. Ruben, Ruben yeah. you never say no. We're, we're about to cut his ass in two weeks, but we haven't told him. We never talk about that. <laughs> we, would never, we would never say that if that was happening. All right, so I still think there's a, a real chance both older corners will be gone. I think the Eagles could get rid of Slay even though he's good because they might consider him. A, let me ask you this there's question. There's contract stuff with Slay, though, because they kept extending him down the road. Yep. Ruben, did you ever get rid of a player that you knew was a good player, but you felt that he was talking too much publicly and causing the organization's problems. No, I, I, I would I? Yeah, um, but no, I've never, I've never come across that situation. Um, it's always about production, how that person fits, and even if he's a little mouthy. I mean, listen, there's some mouthy guy. Billy Wagner was as mouthy yeah. as there was, but, um, but we wanted we wanted him back. We couldn't resign him. We were in the middle middle of of getting a new GM at the time, but. And Pap, you know, Pap was difficult, but they were good players, man. And I could live with that. I, I can live with that. All right, here's, no. where I, here's where I got your top four difficult good players. Okay. Here we go. All right. Papelbon. He's number one. Okay. <laughs> Billy, Billy Wagner. He's up there. Jason Wirth. Yeah, he's sort of up there. All right. And I had one more, and I just lost it. Um, damn, I, I had it in my head. Um, oh, God. Are you thinking sh- maybe Shane? But no, Shane no, was no, just no, excited. No, no. So I had I, I had another Stone Cold, and I'm I, oh, and Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yes. the other one. <laughs> He's close to closer to one than if he was at two. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, so the Eagles certainly could be moving toward more young players. Let's listen to Howie yesterday addressing that reality. When we look back and Coach and I talk about it a little bit, it, it's okay to play some young players. It's okay for them to get experience and kind of see what you have. Um, and. Um, based on where some of our guys were, uh, they had the ability to sit back and, and learn a little bit because of the situations that we were in. I think going forward, it's going to be harder to do that. Um, obviously, just as you look at our team and who is making a lot of money, and um, we had a little bit of extra picks over the last couple of years. Um, so I think that it, it, for us to play our young players, to develop them, I think that's something that Coach and I have talked about, to not be afraid of. That's why you draft them. That's why you sign them. And so... Um, you have that, and you'll have a depth chart where they'll be a little bit un- uncomfortable about, you know, this guy necessarily hasn't shown it, but we believe in this player. And so um, I think that that'll be an area for, for us to kind of maybe grow on and um, I don't want to say improve because we had good players at those positions, but, um, you know, that's exciting, I think, in a lot of ways. John, here's what I think that's code for. I, Howie Roseman, need Nolan Smith to step up. I need Jordan Davis to step up. 
And I don't really probably think Nakobe will, but Nakobe could help me if he does. A lot of young cornerbacks who got play last year. Think about that with Eli Ricks, Zach McPherson, uh, man, Josh Job, Kaylee Ringo. Those guys were out there a lot. And think think about the the template also of the Kansas City Chiefs bringing in two rookies, one outside cornerback, one nickel cornerback, the year that they won the Super Bowl. the, the, The first of the last two Mm -hmm. Super Bowls where they beat us with those rookie cornerbacks on the field. And then the second year, they were, man, they were pretty good. No one's talking about how they're a rookie. Everyone's talking about how they're young and cheap and good. We're also talking about trying to get one of their dudes, though. Sneed. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you, see, you, you see that uh, I did. Milton Williams out there tweeting about look it. Look at that. So for yeah. those that so the it. rumor, though, is that the Chiefs are going to tag him <laughs> and are open to trades is what the, the most recent report is. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying he put on social media him coming out of you know, the KC tunnel. But he's got sort of the it just so happens his arms were flapping like a bird. And then he's got a bird emoji in a tweet. It's like, huh. Eagle emoji. And, he and got, Devontae yeah. Smith liked it. Yeah. No, I, I it's yeah. it's intriguing. 